Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Tio. Hi, I am Tio, and I play Constance, the expert. Hannah. Hi, hi, I'm Hannah, and I play JR the Crooked. And Kyle. Kyle Alvin, monstrous. <laughs> Last time, after regrouping with your beleaguered allies and making final preparations in the forest outside of CNL, you launched your final bid to thwart the Cabal and their scheme to release magic from its cage. While the sabotage team created a distraction outside of the unveiling, the three of you moved in with the infiltration team. You bypassed the foyer and dispatched the security office with resounding effectiveness, though you were forced to leave Mr. Blue, Georgiana, and Sarah behind to avoid getting caught. As you made it to the main elevator, Leon radioed in from the event outside to warn you that everyone out there was wearing VR headsets. Reaching the lowest level of the restricted section, you followed the trail of Pax's magic-sensing brass sextant to the laboratory of one Dr. Augie Vall. The oddly unkempt and unassuming space inside was vacant, though you immediately located the fractured seal behind a layer of plexiglass and monitors. While Alvin and JR were distracted by the immense amount of magical energy, Constance's reconnaissance uncovered Augie's audio logs. His notes contained no small number of revelations. His thesis on magic and its roots in quantum mechanics, his early experiments using the headset to channel the seal's potential, the formation of the Cabal and their plan to control magic, and the fallout from their machinations in the form of the many monsters plaguing Firmament. Kristen's proto-headset kicked on just as Leon warned that the event was starting topside. Before you could investigate either, the silhouette of a figure appeared in the doorway. A broad-shouldered figure with a smooth, featureless face stands before you, <laughs> clad in a navy coverall jumpsuit with the CNL logo on it. The figure slams their fist against the wall and the metal crumples, wrapping around their arm and snaking across their body like a skin suit of armor. In their hand, a broadsword materializes, as they say to you. And here I thought I wasn't going to get to have any fun at all. Gross. Prairie, strictly business. Charge! I gotta charge. Get him. (laughs) Hey! Okay. Not giving this guy another second to monologue. I get him. (laughs) Okay, Alvin, you immediately as Prairie. Yeah, spoiler, it's Prairie. Um, what? I was, I was right this time. <laughs> spoiler like, alert, it's it you. is Prairie. It's not me. Damn. <laughs> I think you can tell by the tenor of uh, his voice, it is Prairie. Uh, you, Alvin, you just leap forward as this metal, like, lead armor is wrapping around him and this sword manifests in his hand. Give me a roll to kick some ass. Yeah. I want to try and get him as he's trying to be like, I'm cool and I'm going to slowly make my cool armor appear. And I want to see if I can get any piece of him before it gets all covered up. We'll see how well you roll. (laughs) We'll see. Kicking ass. Seven plus three is ten. On a ten plus, you get to choose an extra effect. I think inflict terrible harm. I think that's kind of what Alvin's going for here in this instance. Are you attacking with your claws or your teeth? I'm going to attack with the claws. Okay. Those are three harm ignore armor, so up to four harm ignore armor. That's correct. What does it look like as you you jump forward and attack Prairie? I think he like slams the wall and he turns to everyone and goes, I want to have fun or something like that. I was busy charging (laughs) at the same time. And I think he comes from the side and just like bursting through a, a pile of clutter comes flying at Prairie. And then in the middle of that clutter is revealed a big sharp claw boy. Alvin, I think with the plus one harm, you are able to land a more effective blow before Prairie's armor has sort of fully formed. But as you drag your claws over this armor, it feels like putting fingernails on a chalkboard. It like reverberates back, makes this horrible screech. And I think you can tell that this armor is magical. So you're actually Uh not going to ignore armor unless you are attacking with a magical weapon. Gotcha. But you do three harm. Huzzah! In turn, Prairie takes a few steps back, steadies himself, places his left hand on the wall, and you can see it absorbing more of the metal that's lining these walls, the lead, 
And with his other hand, he clocks you right in the face for two harm, but Oof. it doesn't just send you sprawling backwards. That metal extends outward like a lance and propels you across the room and slams you against the back wall. And you're sort of almost like webbing. This like metal has just liquefied, stuck you to the wall and is now solidified. Ooh. Well, the good news is I ignore two of the harm. Yes, but you are now pinned to the wall. Just like the spider. <sighs> and Prairie dusts himself off and, and takes a deep breath and says, I really should have prepared for that. That's right, you should have. Quinn, I have a question. Sure. Seeing as it were like surrounded by like very cool magical energy, what effect does that have on my ability as somebody who uses magic? Tap into this so sexy energy. You know, I think this sort of tactile, I think we described it as, as um, like humidity, humidity almost. Yep. I don't know that that has a mechanical impact right now. However, Ooh. we have established if you are holding the seal or your fragment of the seal, it does give you a plus one weird. But when things There's go bad, a, they go very it's bad. Backwards. So it's, um, I, that that is still yep, in play. Yep, 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 yep. And then also just to double check, let's do a little roll call. So we have currently in the room, Prairie, shape-shifting, armor-wielding. We got Alvin, who's stuck to the wall with a spike. I was a little unclear about how he is. Metal glue. Yeah. Metal glue. <laughs> yeah, metal glue is pretty accurate. Cool. Metal glue. <laughs> and then we have JR, and we have Constance, and we've got Pax still. Who else is... Yes. So around the room, yes. I think Kristen has, uh, Kristen was sort of just getting out her makeshift headset that she had constructed okay. because it had turned on. Mm -hmm. And now that Prairie has stepped in and this, this fight has ensued, I think she's taken cover behind one of the desks. Fair. And I think JR, you can see she has put the headset on and is looking through it, prepared to relay whatever she sees. Okay. okay. I think Pax is pulling out a bunch of their like magical scrolls right. and starting to lay them out. Cool. Okay. All right. And then Constance, you're better at this than I am. Maybe you should read a bad situation before <laughs> I start firing a gun that I have traditionally not been super duper good at, but like, let's mm -hmm. not get into this because I want to go into this with a feeling of I can and not I can't. But yeah. I think maybe you should, uh, let's, let's go into this with positivity. Okay. All yes, right. I think we should go into it with positivity. Good vibes only. Yes, good vibes good only. Vibes only. <laughs> I also think, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Constance is looking around here and going, like, strategically, what can I do? So I would like to assess, like, if I'm, I don't know if this is, like, yeah, I, I don't know what It sounds like you would like to read under. a bad situation. Okay, then that is yeah, what we're going to yeah. do here. <laughs> Give me a roll plus sharp. <sighs> That's a 10. Nice. On a 10 plus hold, three. All right. I'm going to go first with what's most vulnerable to me. I mean, the only person in here is Prairie. So from a very technical standpoint, Prairie is most vulnerable to you. I do think that to go a little bit further, based on what you know about Prairie, his biggest weakness is probably the combination of hubris and zealotry that he possesses. Mm -hmm. So that is probably his greatest vulnerability in this situation. Okay. That's probably okay. the best answer I can give you for that question. No, I love it. That's like I have the psychological dossier. That's A great. A duel of wits. Uh -huh. That's very Constance. Yes. Now my second one is, what's the best way to protect the victims? Who do you consider the victims? Ooh, are, we the, oh we're, God. are we the victims or is it like humanity as a whole is the victims? Because I kind of oh, think this is like, this is a bigger question. I this know. is like, who do we define as the aggressor? Augie, of course, but like, just really makes you think. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to go meditate on this for a while. So <laughs> uh, I am going to say humanity because I have a pretty good idea of how we protect ourselves <laughs> from Prairie. So yes, humanity. I think you notice that Prairie has not moved into the room. He is situated firmly in the doorway, mm -hmm. which is the only way in or out of this room. Huh. Okay. So he's just trying to keep us in here. He's a distraction. An annoying one. But that's what he is. Okay. That's kind of what I thought. All right. 
So I will say, I think Quinn kind of gave this to us in terms of like what's vulnerable to Prairie. It's that he's very, he's overly confident and very sure that he's right, which we might be able to use in some way to get around him. But maybe there's a more just like tactical answer to this. What's the best way out? I.e. How do we get away from, how do we leave this room? (laughs) Get around Prairie. I mean, you are are correct from a sort of very physical sense. Uh, The only way out is through that door. It's the only entrance you can see in here. But in terms of Prairie specifically, you could physically go through him or you could try to goad him out from his sort of defensible position. And then one or more of you can get past him while someone distracts him. Excellent. Okay. Based on that information, I do think it would be helpful to unstick Alvin. (laughs) What what is the layout here? Can I get to Alvin or where is he in relation to me? Alvin's sort of been like lobbed and pinned across the room, but there's nothing that would prevent you from going and trying to help him. Okay. I think I'm going to scurry over there to try to unstick him. Okay. We'll come back to that in just a second. Uh, JR, what are you doing as this scene unfolds? I'm trying to figure out how to get Prairie into the room because the thing is he can use his like magic hands to turn into swords. I'm just imagining a bit like Listeners, I have not seen any Terminator movie, but I know that in one of the Terminator movies, there's like a bad Terminator who's played by the guy who plays John Doggett on the later seasons of the X-Files, and it can like mutate itself into like spike hands and shit. Is that sort of what we're we're going for? Yeah, it's like that if that was like a suit around Prairie that he could manipulate. Hey, Okay, so if we get him naked. Uh, Hey, JR. Hey, JR. Would you like to ask me for advice? Constance, what do you think I should do? I got a couple different things I could try here. And frankly, this magic is so... Mm. Intoxicating. Mm. Good vibes here in this room. I think I look Prairie dead in the eye as I say this. I don't look at you, JR, and I go, We know that he's here to make sure that we break the seal. Why don't you go play with his toy? All right. I'm going to go over... To the seal, Quinn, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna poke it with just okay. like one finger. We'll get to that in a moment. I think as you and Constance are shouting back and forth, <laughs> Prairie takes this moment to sort of assess the situation, looks at Pax, and throws his sword at them. Ooh. Uh, I will attempt to throw up a magic shield. Give me a roll to use magic. God, do I want to use the shard? want to use the shard split second decision no i believe in myself i feel good i feel good about myself (laughs) i am strong i am powerful i'm a valued member of this team it's okay that i'm glowing a little bit people like me even though i'm glowing (laughs) a little bit this is good this is all good uh well it's it's uh seven on a seven and nine there's a glitch i'm thinking that the shield works but it works to just slow down the sword. So like maybe Pax only takes one harm instead of, you know, two or three or four from the pointy end of a sword. Maybe it just like spins the sword and the pommel like bonks them on the head comically. So the effect is weakened, perhaps? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what happens is there's this this brief exchange between you and Constance uh, and Prairie lobs his sword at Pax, who is laying out these different uh, scrolls, working on some sort of magic or incantation. And JR, you you see this, and at the last minute, you throw up a barrier, but it's not quite solidified enough. And so the sword slows, and its rotation is off, but it does break through the barrier. uh, And the pommel sort of strikes Pax, I think, just in the head, and they go staggering backwards, and the scrolls that they have have laid out are sort of scattered and must. Okay. Magic up that seal! Quinn, I would like to touch the seal. Okay, give me a roll to act under pressure, because I think at this point, Prairie's attention is focused entirely on you. And he begins launching these sort of like short javelin-like bits of metal uh, from his body towards you. Mm-hmm. Love it. You love that for me. I love that for myself. Eight. On a seven to nine, I'm going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. Okay. 
Jair, I think you can avoid most of the damage from these metal javelins, but they are going to slow you down. They're going to sort of reform instead of piercing you. They're going to kind of wrap around you and start trying to weigh you down. Or you can take not quite the full hit of this damage, but some damage uh, as a result. All right, I will take some damage. I think a few of these metal spears pierce through your shin, torso, and your shoulder, and they're not big, so uh, they don't do a lot of damage, but you do take one harm before you arrive at the seal. All right. As you step up to the plexiglass, I think Mm -hmm. you can see that behind it, the field, that heat wave on the horizon distortion, is starting to expand outward from the big seal. And you can see the sigils on it are starting to glow. Ooh, this is very... I like this. JR, I think as you are standing over this scene, Kristen shouts over, Something's happening topside! And our view shifts. On the surface, at the VR unveiling, one by one, six people walk onto the stage. Jorgen Eklund is first, making his way to a small press table to the right. Chief Stoney follows, posting up on the left, eyes warily scanning the crowd. Senator Chamberlain and Mayor Fotem, Jim Moriarty, emerge together, smiling and waving as they head up to the podium. Magdalena discreetly takes a seat behind them. And finally, Augie Vall, rail thin and full of vigor, a headset resting on his forehead, steps out. Chamberlain offers a few vapid, insipid platitudes, but it's a terse speech by a politician's standard. Perfunctory. Without further ado, the man you've been waiting for, Augie Vall! Thank you, thank you. Before we begin, I want to thank everyone on this stage, not to mention everyone at the Colorado National Laboratory, the Imagine Labs team, and (laughs) a few independent contractors who helped us clean up the messes along the way. Without them, this would not be possible. We drop back down beneath the surface to the lower level of the Colorado National Laboratory, JR, as you are standing over the seal. So there's a plexiglass thing between me and the seal. I am going to shoot the plexiglass. Okay. Uh, are you shooting it with your magic gun? Quinn? Yes. I would like to use the magic gun. Thank you. Hey-o. <laughs> All right. You unload on this plexiglass with your enchanted pistol, and there are several sort of spider cracks in it, and then the front just explodes out. Ooh, sick! Nice. And before you is the seal. I clamber over whatever frame or whatever there was holding this uh, plexiglass in, and I go, you know what, fuck it, I go and I slam my hand down on top of the seal like I'm hitting the buzzer (laughs) in, like, Double dare. Like at the end of Ninja Warrior. Yes. <laughs> yes. JR, you slam your hand down on top of the seal, and I think for a moment your eyes flash completely white, Sick. and you are transported to a different scene. You are looking out in front of a massive crowd. You're standing at a podium, and you can see everyone in front of you is wearing a VR headset. And oh, from your mouth, you hear Augie Vall's voice. Now, I could draw this out with a long speech, but that's not really my style. Besides, you're not here to hear me talk. You all want to see what the future of reality as we know it looks like, right? And in front of you, the crowd looses a wild and exuberant cheer. He lowers the headset down over his eyes, and the crowd follows suit. And then you're back in the basement, your hand placed firmly upon the large piece of the seal, and you can feel it humming and thrumming and vibrating with energy as this field around you is swelling like a a growing crescendo. And all around you in these pockets, in these little bits and pieces of reality that appear and disappear, you can see these swirling colors, these photo negatives, these things that shouldn't make sense, that shouldn't be real, but inherently feel right. And you feel this sense of power, this sense of potency, the sense that you could accomplish anything as your hand rests upon the seal. Good vibes. Can I control Augie? Give me a role to communicate with something that you do not share a common language. Okay. Mm. Uh, magic. Um... Yes, a role to use magic. All right. It's a 10. On a 10+, plus, the magic works as intended. Yes. Sort of. 
JR, your vision shifts again. And once again, you are looking out from Augie's perspective, this crowd, as you try to calm their raucous cheering. But this time, it's not just a point of view. This time, you feel Augie's thoughts, this unbelievable excitement and anticipation on the cusp of realizing your, his goals. And you realize there's a pause in the flow of his thoughts. And I guess, are you more interested in like being along for the ride here? Or do you want to communicate with him? I want to communicate with him. My thought is that like I'm in Augie's head. And so he's like not understanding that there's somebody else in there. And it's like, surprise, guess where I am. You just like push a message down the line. Yeah. Okay. And then you notice a pause in this stream of consciousness. And you hear a voice somewhere. This exchange is occurring not necessarily as words in a conversation, but as a series of thoughts. But you hear him say, you know, if you wanted tickets to the show, I could have arranged that. Oh, oh, isn't that funny? Oh, you think you're so funny. Oh, oh. Also, by the way, quoting Dr. Oppenheimer, who's quoting the Bada Vista, like super fucking played out. Everybody saw the hunt for Red October, okay? It's not groundbreaking. It's not fucking groundbreaking. We listened to all your little like serial killer recordings. Anyway, what's up, fuck nuts? Are you here for the show or are you just here to insult me? I mean, low from column A, low from column B. Those aren't mutually exclusive, am I right? Who are you talking to? Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining sorry. you saying it's this out loud. We'll get back to uh, Constance and Alvin in a moment. Because um, this conversation is not happening Purely. in a single instant. So the scene downstairs is unfolding. But we'll, we'll jump to oh, that J- in a not just hand on the, on the seal shouting. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Into, into nothing. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think she's just like standing there doing nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Never mind. I just thought that was very funny. Sorry. Go on. I, that is a, a funny notion. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you reached the seal then? No, I'm manifesting in your mind because of some deep trauma that you have that somehow, of course, I got to the fucking seal. What do you think, my dude? I mean, you're an impressive sorcerer. It wouldn't be surprising if you found a way to contact me without it, but- this is Aww. the most probable outcome. That's very sweet, Augie. That's very sweet. So what's going on here? What's this little plan you got here? I mean, we listen to the recordings, but again, uh, boring. We're going to make a better world. So... You can watch if you'd like. You know, I gave this message to Stony, And I don't know if he passed along. I'm guessing he didn't because uh, that conversation did not go well. But you know there's always a price to this, right? I mean, I'm guessing because you think that you're above all of this that somebody else will pay the price and somebody else is somebody that you don't have to worry about. But you can't guarantee that, Augie. You may be the one who pays the price. And even if you don't, you gotta live with that. I get it. You don't give a shit about anybody else, but there's always a price. So you can stop now or I can say I told you so later. So, what's it going to be? You misjudge me. I care about everyone. I care about the state of our world, and that is why I'm doing this. I have experimented plenty, and the problem is always a lack of understanding. We've never been able to make ourselves clear to magic, and then we sealed it away because we were afraid of what happens when we weren't. But both of those problems will be solved soon, JR. And then there won't be a cost. Just peace. How do you solve a problem like a giant fungus that decides that it wants to take over everybody's minds? Or a stragoy? Or a digital spider that you somehow manifested out of your research? Which is wild, my dude. That's fucking wild. How do you solve a problem like that? You think you know everything? Just because you found magic? Oh, Augie, you know so little. And with that, I, like, drop out of the conversation. Augie whispers quietly under his breath. Not discovered. Perfected. Back down in the basement in the restricted section, 
Alvin and Constance, JR slams her hand down on the seal. Her eyes go completely white. And then she just kind of stands there for a second. And a second becomes two seconds. And the moment lingers. And you can see Prairie cock a half smile and begin forming up a new cannonade of metal spears. Uh Uh-oh. What do you do? Push, pull, push hard. Is this my moment that I can help Alvin? Sure, yeah. Alvin, give me a roll no limits, and Constance, give me a roll to help out. Can do. Hey! Hey! Give me that, give me that. Oh, that's a good old 13. Ooh. And Alvin, what did you get? It is nine plus three plus another one is 13. <laughs> uh, double 13s. Double 13, the most nice. lucky number. So Woo. lucky. Okay, so Constance, your uh, help out roll grants Alvin a plus one, and there are no consequences for you. Alvin, you have a 12 plus advanced no limits. What is your extra effect? I mean, I know there's also this option of you escape your current situation, no matter how well contained, but that's not really narratively interesting. <laughs> you know, I, I could get out, would, but then he would stab Reno you with a bunch of... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would like to not. Knives. So I'll go with my good old standby, which is, I think, my favorite, which is your show of force inspires and intimidates in maybe a way that is distracting to Prairie's current course of action. What does that look like? I think what happens is Constance gets that, like, one key piece free... And then he's able to like get his legs up underneath him and with perfect leverage, just push away from the wall. Not unlike what happened with the spider silk, which is that chunks of wall probably come with him. Yeah. Still attached. <laughs> Sexy. It's, Love it's it. less just pulling the metal off the wall. It's more pulling parts of wall with him. That probably rocks the room a little bit. God, that, I, that looks, I'm seeing it in my mind's eye, Kyle. And that just looks <laughs> so dope. Like, God yeah. damn, you really are living your action hero life. It's, I also got bits of wall uh, on me, Prairie, so <laughs> booyah. You rip the wall off the wall, and I think yeah, that's right. <laughs> the whole room shakes a little bit. We get like those little bits of like dust and sediment that come through the, the ceiling, and the, the lights sort of flicker and shake back and forth. I think one of them shatters and goes out, and Prairie looks surprised and a bit alarmed. You came to play. However, this volley of metal spikes is en route to JR. Intercept. Give Intercept me a roll to course. protect someone. Three, three plus three is just nine. Okay, Oof. on a seven and nine, you protect them okay, but you're going to suffer some or all of the harm that they were going to take. Sure. You just catch the full force of this volley with your body, uh, and you're okay. going to take three harm. Do I have any additional armor from having wall on me? No, I think if you had uh, done better on your protect someone role, maybe, but I don't think you're able to position the wall well enough to like catch, catch. um, (laughs) It catches some, but not all of the metal spikes that hit. Yeah. Yeah. So is is that, that's just one harm to you, right? That's just one. Okay. Alvin, I think as you block this blow with your body coming up on the other side is Pax. And I think they run up and place a hand on JR's shoulder and throw down a pair of scrolls. And bursting up from those two scrolls are two barriers that sort of form uh, around the the plexiglass and seal them and JR in. Ah, cool. As I'm seeing this happen, I would like to... Where am I in position to prairie at this point? You all are pretty far across the room because the seal is basically on the opposite end of the room from the yeah. door. Prairie is still standing there and all four of you now, except Kristen, who's still sort of taking shelter underneath one of the desks, are on the opposite side near the seal. But I am not behind this new shield thing, right? No, that was just something that Pax basically threw up okay. to protect JR. Okay, I think I just duck for cover and I, I think I just yell out to Prairie. I'm like, you know, this isn't going to make you free, right? I think you hear in response just a deep resinous laugh. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) I am already more free than I have been in my entire life. But that's because you're doing someone else's bidding right now. I don't know why you think that the kindred are going to get what they want out of this arrangement. The release of magic? We are aligned. I would not normally trust a human, but I trust that Augie's interests are the same as ours 
you may both want the release of magic, but have you actually asked what kind of world he wants to build after that? What makes you say that it's one you want to live in? Any world with magic is better than the one we live in today. You know, I'm sure that they said that when they first formed the seal too, but about the opposite. Great intentions until you know what's on the other side. We will see soon which one of us is right. All I'm saying is, it's easy to promise everyone what they want when you don't have to tell them what the future looks like. From what I've heard so far, Augie's very vague. I wouldn't trust that if I were you. As you say that, Constance, the distortion around the seal pushes further out, and our view shifts topside. And we see Augie Vall standing before the crowd. The Imagine headset, imagination and reality are one and the same. I could spend hours telling you all about the applications for entertainment, news, education, healthcare, social connection, you name it. But truthfully, I built this device because it will bring us closer together. To bridge the gap in communication, in understanding, in empathy. Because we can build a better world if we imagine it together. In fact, we can start right here, today. I want you all to imagine a better world. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 58 of Monster Hour. The real monster would be drawing out this intermission with a big speech, so I'll get right to it. A colossal thank you to everyone who's been helping spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, or recommending the show to a friend. Our hearts are extra full this week because we just passed 50,000 downloads. This game has been such a joy for the four of us through some pretty wild times, and it means so much to us to see and hear from you all about how you've enjoyed it and what it's meant to you, especially as this season draws to a close. We are so excited for what comes next, but for now, just a giant monster-sized thank you to all of you for listening and supporting us. Two quick announcements before I get you back to the action. First, you asked and we delivered. Agent Lamond Pax's origin episode is officially live over on our Patreon. A huge thank you to Reed from Deimos Paradox and Bring Your Own Mech for bringing everyone's favorite BAE Bay agent to life and near death. If you're not already a patron, you can listen to Pax Hour and all of our bonus episodes by heading over to patreon.com slash monster hour or by clicking the link in the show notes. Second, the schedule for International Podcast Month is up and my one-shot game of Quietus is officially coming out on Saturday the 18th. If you want to mix it up, try a little space horror instead of supernatural spookiness, you can check that out by searching for International Podcast Month wherever you get your podcasts. That's all I've got for you this week, folks. We will be back with episode 59 of Monster Hour on September 28th. See you then. The lights overhead are still flickering and shifting as Constance and Prairie trade barbs. As you do so, Constance, you hear a sharp crack behind you, and Alvin, you see this too. The seal has started to crack. Uh-oh. And Pax is shaking the still catatonic JR, imploring her to wake up. Constance, give me a roll to manipulate someone. Ooh. Okay. Now we're talking. Normally you're not allowed to manipulate monsters, but Prairie is a special kind of monster. That nice Ooh. charm. I don't have charm. So Charming we'll Constance. That's what I always say. I got double twos oh, uh, plus my one charm. That's a nice five. Okay. <laughs> wow. I think from across the room, you see Prairie smirk, the light catching his two bright teeth. And he calls out to you and just says, we'll see soon enough. Or I will anyway. And he extends his hands outward to both sides, and you feel the current of magic run through this room. As it does, the entirety of the wall around him, around the door, begins to shift and spike. Uh-oh. Oh. What do you do? I think Constance just, like, points and goes, Magic! 
Constance can't do anything about this. <laughs> oh, I thought you were trying. This was oh, JR's my attempt at, to do magic. JR is out of commission. The magic is in the air. Constance, this is your moment. Magic? Uh, do magic. <laughs> <laughs> Can I even do that? Would that be a thing that Constance could do? No, right? That's not possible. I don't know. We're in a magic You've place. You've never done it before, but. Well, then in that case, actually, yeah, all right. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I see that, that Alvin's going to go for it. And Constance extends her hand out, slaps her tattoo and goes, help! <laughs> and like points her finger like she's trying to do a spell to see if anything happens. So anyone who doesn't have use magic as their basic move treats any attempt to use magic as big magic. Oh. Constance, you've actually cool. done this once Could before be. with creating the protection spell. That's right. What are you trying to accomplish here before I decide what big magic requirements to consider? I would like to freeze Prairie in place. Enough for us to get out of the room, basically. I just want to pause him. However, that would happen. You could trap a specific specific person, minion, or monster if you'd like to do that. Yes. <laughs> okay. I think given the unique conditions around the seal right now, this is possible. We'll let you try it. Okay. There are going to be some requirements. Sure. Most of the requirements for big magic or for regular magic have to do with time that you need to prepare. That's not really the situation that you're in. The magic that you are wielding right now is basically pure chaos. There are just going to be a number of side effects or dangers, uh, some of which will only be realized if you fail or if you get a mixed success, uh, and some of which are just going to be present whether or not you succeed or fail. I think that's just the nature of the chaotic energy that you're trying to work right now with no training or practice, basically. Sure. Okay, then go ahead and give me a roll plus weird. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm so nervous of my dice gang. Okay. Look, man, big, big gamble, big reward, big, big trouble, good, big reward. Good big. vibes only. Good, good vibes, vibes only. only. Hey, that's not the worst. Okay, that is a nine. Good vibes. Okay. On Ooh. a seven to nine, there is a glitch. Again, all of these are going to be extremely amplified given the conditions. Right. I'm going to say it has a problematic side effect. Uh, a favorite, yep. a classic. Yes, Constance, what does it look like as you're doing this? Yeah, I think so. I like extended out my hand with the tattoo and then I came up with my other hand and slapped it like as if I'm activating it, like I'm turning it on, like in a power pose that when you would be holding a gun with two hands, except that my second hand is just holding my wrist and my finger is pointing at Prairie's head. You hold out your hand, and this field that has continued to grow and encompass probably about half the room at this point seems to coalesce. And from the seal, a bolt of lightning shoots out, arcs around Pax and JR and over Alvin, strikes you, travels through you as a conduit, and lashes out and strikes Prairie. Constance, you are immediately anchored in place. You are utterly frozen as is Prairie. <laughs> as this happens, there is a thunderous crack, and that fracture in the seal splinters well into the center. Constance, <laughs> cool. Prairie is frozen in place, and so are you, as this raw magical energy courses through you, unchecked okay. and barely controlled. Well, got him. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I speak? You can speak, but the rest of your body is totally frozen. Okay, so I'll say... Not so fun now, is it? <laughs> I love this. This is great. I love this, is, this, this trading is... of bars. Yeah, well, that's a, I'm still got the good guys on top. <laughs> Constance, for a moment, Prairie stares at you and then again just laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Don't you see how beautiful it is? And the wall of spikes has slowed but you can see they're still mounding up, preparing to move, but they're significantly slowed down. This whole time, though, Alvin has been closing that distance. Give me a roll to kick some ass. And take plus one because he's at an extreme Hell disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. He's sitting there with his arms wide. Gonna wreck this guy. Like a big doofus. Blam. Oh, double fives plus three plus one is 14, Quinn. Holy shit. Damn. Okay. 
On a 12 plus, you get to choose an advanced effect. Bailey, I got you. Yeah, just I'll get him. Get him. Double damage. Yeah. What does it look hit. like as you just deal this devastating amount of damage? Six damage? No, so I'm going for teeth because the armor's magic anyways. Okay, so eight damage? So eight harm. Holy what does fuck. it look like as you inflict eight harm on Prairie? <laughs> Good lord. I think from the from where the camera is inside the room. It's a little too brutal for on-screen action. So Alvin is pounding up. Prairie gets frozen, says, it's beautiful, isn't it? There's a oof as Alvin collides into him, and they roll out of the door. And then from outside, you see (laughs) Alvin, as you knock Prairie to the ground and just start destroying him, that field continues to move outward. And as it does, the bits of body that are torn away just evaporate. Oh, it's, Until it's coming from the prairie snow. is gone, and there's nothing but magic swirling around you. And I think it is at this moment, Jr., that you come to. <gasps> Pack standing in front of you, and as your eyes open, what I miss? they throw their arms around you. Oh, hey, hey, what did I? Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, that's very sweet that you were worried about me. I'm still here. Just going a little bit of walkabout. It was totally fine. It's totally fine. Uh. Augie, it's not just that he's going to make the magical world like here. He's going to like bend magic to his will. It's real fucked up. It's not good. And he also is not taking my my warning that there is going to be a price to pay. But I'm going to be right. And then I'm going to say I told you so to everybody, assuming that we live. Anyway, what did I? Oh, shit. We have a bit of a problem. Hello. (laughs) Uh, JR packs points down at the seal and there is a large fracture running almost the entire length of it at this point. And you can see smaller hairline fractures emerging all around the sides. You look out and see Constance frozen in place mm-hmm. and you can feel the current of magic, just the lingering effects of it in the air. And through the doorway, you see Alvin just beginning to stand back up over the dissipating remnants of what was Prairie. I think if I can adjust the description a little bit oh, sure. of Alvin there, I think he went full coyote to leap on Prairie and is still in beast form. The magic is swirling and Jerry see Alvin just like turn back with just a primal look on this beast's face. Yeah, that's my boy. That's Alvin. Uh, did I do that? And I point to the seal. I think Augie's doing it. Okay. All right. Also, I recognize a magical mishap when I see one. Constance? Sup? <laughs> I go over and I shake her. <laughs> you Ow. walk over and shake Constance uh, in what I can only imagine is, you know, despite the tension of this moment, kind of, Comical. kind of a vindication of sorts, almost <laughs> yep. for yep. all the times that you yep. messed up magic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it happens and to I the best of us. As you do this, you hear Augie's voice. Like, you all do. Oh, creepy. because it is coming from Kristen's headset. Ah. Uh. Oh. I want you all to imagine a better world. A world free from all the sins of our past. A world of perfect comprehension and unity of purpose. You are shaking, Constance, as this speech is happening. Constance? 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 Does anything happen? Yeah. Is the shaking working? No, it does not appear to be. Magic! Magic! Magic. Oil can! Magic! (laughs) Oil can! (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try to unstick Constance since shaking didn't work. Give me a roll to use magic. Right. Uh, I think banish a spirit or curse. Yeah, I think this is Constance cursed herself, which again yep. happens, happens to all of us. Uh, it's an eight. <laughs> On a seven and nine, there's a glitch. You know what? Let's go with uh, my old favorite problematic side effect. Constance is free and JR is frozen. My immediate thought, yes, but um, <laughs> no. <laughs> JR, I think it's shocking how easy it is to unfreeze Constance. You barely even need to think about it and it's done. And you can feel the energy around you bending to your will, just trying to meet it as it understands it in the moment. And as you do so, the seal behind you cracks and splits in two. Oh, fuck. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, that definitely feels like that was me. <laughs> ah, shit. 
Shit. Augie loosened it, though. Shit. But I, oh, God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Does anybody have any super glue? Uh, and the smaller fractures around it are beginning to grow. And the point where it is fractured is glowing with a bright white light. Alvin growls from the hallway. Yeah, uh, look, Let's normally go. I'm a big proponent of touching the disc because, like, that is super duper fun, but I am, don't think we should touch the disc. I think we should run, uh, regroup, safety, forest, maybe, and plan again because that looks bad. Guys, that looks bad. This looks real bad. It's bad. It's almost like every time we do magic, it gets worse. A world of plenty. Shut up. You do want to stay frozen? No, I'm world saying where we anyone can all be better in than the worst versions of it's ourselves. Like feeding off of it. Um, okay, yeah, I, I've run out the room. Alvin, mm-hmm. you can feel Prairie's presence around you as he returns to being pure magical energy. Mm-hmm. I eat the magic. <laughs> in a sense, you are simply by being around it. Yeah, I mean, this was the hunger I had in my ancestral visions was for magic. Yeah, you don't feel that hunger anymore. No, I'm full. And from everybody looking out, you see Alvin biting the air. Has Alvin like unwolfed a little bit or are you still like full coyote? Full coyote. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We should go. It's a giant six foot shoulder height coyote. Just biting air. We should go. We should. Constance has already left the room. Let's go. Let's go. JR, Constance is already running out of the room and and Alvin is just snapping at the air. And I think from back towards the seal, you hear Pack shout, We can't just leave it like this. We can remake it, but we can't do it if we're dead. This has been my entire life's work to protect everyone from this. It can't happen All right, like so this. So I run back into the room. I'm assuming Pax is like right next to the seal and is like uh-huh. losing their shit over this. Yeah. Do, do they Looking have? Do they have their head in their hands or are they? Yeah, they're flipping through stuff. All of their scrolls are turned out on the ground and they're like frantically searching for something, anything. Okay. All right. I grab them and I shake them very firmly by the shoulders and I look them in the eye and go. <laughs> Common theme Don't- today. I have slapped Constance several times in the past. And granted, we have a very different kind of relationship. And even then, a couple times she was out of body. So I don't think she knows that. Sorry, Constance. But we got to go. I know this is your life's a dream. A world without pain. But we can't fix without it. Without loss. We cannot fix it. Look at without it. Without death. Look at it. Look. Look at it. And I point <laughs> I point to it. Is The cracks are getting larger, right? Like it's getting. Mm-hmm. It's getting. Yeah. Look. It's starting to split into further look. pieces. We are standing next to the magical equivalent of a nuclear reactor. We gotta go. JR, give me a roll to manipulate someone. All right, what will get them to do what I want? You're gonna have to convince them that somehow you can come back from this. Okay. It's a nine, so I need to do something right now to show them that I mean it. You have the oh, shard, right? I know. Yeah. yeah, I've got the shard, and I can also. Can we still see this? The sigils on the disc. Yes. Okay, so I'm pointing to the seal, which is rapidly disintegrating. And I go, I know you know what the five points are. We have them. We have all of them. We can remake this. But we can't do it if we all die. They look you dead in the eye and they look at the piece of seal that you're holding. Take one final glance back at the bigger piece of the seal, which is rapidly coming undone. And with tears flowing freely down their cheeks, they start running towards the door. Let's go! Constance, as you reach the doorway, you see Kristen is just kind of standing idly, like not moving, as Augival's voice continues to blare out from the headset. I walk up to her. A better world. I take her hand, and I'm going to just start walking her out of the room. Perfect world. As you and Kristen and JR and Pax arrive at the doorway, you see Alvin in his guardian coyote form chomping rapidly at the air. I think Constance is very calm in this moment. And I think she walks up to Alvin, looks him in the eye, in the eyes. <laughs> Just one <laughs> eye. She pets his arm from the shoulder down. Gives a little growl to the 
headset. Yeah. She pets his arm from the shoulder down, does it a couple of times, and then on, on the last pet, picks up his hand, like holds his hand at the end of that. It's a paw. Holds his paw <laughs> at the end of that. paw. Yes. <laughs> she grabs hold of his paw. Shakes. While lo- no. <laughs> Shake. No. <laughs> while looking him in the eye, mm-hmm. she just says, we will fix this. To fix this, we need to survive it first. And starts walking out. out. Alvin, as you're standing there saying that, he gives you some sniffs and gives a little nose boop on your forehead and then kind of like shakes his shoulders and turns around in a, as much as a coyote can do a hop on. Yeah, I hop on. Is there space for Kristen? There's space for everybody. Well, is that true? <laughs> I'm so big. Uh, sure. If, 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 if Quinn will allow it, Kristen's going to pop on too, just behind me. Do you all want to get on, Alvin? Is that where we're going with yes, this? We can yes, make that happen. We, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. big piggyback ride. Picture the a wolf from Princess Mononoke. Yes. Okay. Constance, you climb aboard Alvin and pull Kristen up. And as you do, Alvin's coyote form grows. JR and Pax leap aboard. And the five of you go bounding away as the seal unravels behind you. And on the surface, we see the VR unveiling. Those final words pass through Augie's lips. Perfect world. And the space around him begins to change. It bends and shifts like heat waves on the horizon. The distortion quickly presses outward, twisting the shape and color of everything it encompasses, a kaleidoscopic panopticon of change and uncertainty. As it reaches Magdalena, she raises up her hand, flashing the same tattoo as Constance, in a bolt of prismatic lightning, all too familiar, all too similar leaps forward and races out towards the horizon, striking an unseen object in the sky just above Cathedral Peak. There is a cataclysmic clap of thunder, followed by a moment of absolute silence. And then the sound of glass cracking as the firmament over your little town shatters. (laughs) 